we all want validation. We all want to be validated and approved of. I want to be understood. Yes. And I really don't like when I feel like I'm being misunderstood and I could have done something about it. Hey everyone, welcome back to University. On today's show, we sit back down with Fran Roth, artist, scientist, and creator of the wildly popular Instagram, How Do You Adult? If you haven't listened to part one of this interview yet, please go back and check out last week's episode, our season two premiere. It's right there in the feed. And we talked about the importance of following your feelings. Fran shares with us her self-care strategies for anxiety. We talk about what it means to live in your truth. And Fran shared a little bit about how How Do You Adult came to life, what inspired her to create it. This week, we dig into Fran's college journey and how she learned to listen to the voices in her head, building trust with herself, even when she doesn't know where she's going, and recognizing that one of the most important things was wanting to be understood in life. Frank gives us advice for adulting in life and work, and she defines success and happiness for herself. And she casts a vision for the future of How Do You Adult? Let's get into the interview as Fran gets us started by walking me through her college journey. So this is probably a harder thing for me to talk about post high school transition into college because that was a rough time for me. So I'm from the Chicago suburbs. I graduated from high school in 2012. I did well enough. Like I was top 5% of my class of 600 something people. I did well on the ACT. I had big 10 colleges that wanted me. And so I picked one and I went to University of Minnesota. And at that point in time, I was studying chemical engineering. I mean, it doesn't really matter when you're a freshman because you're doing math classes or you're doing liberal arts classes or you're doing business classes. They're not super honed in. So I was just in normal physics, math, chemistry. And I totally just deflated where I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to do this. This, I feel not good. And it was genuinely one of those moments of feeling like me being the most me was not effective or efficient. Even me being partially me was not particularly effective or efficient. And so what feel, do you mean you weren't feeling good? Were you not feeling like you were good at the subject or you weren't feeling good inside? I just didn't care about it. And I, I mean, like, I was good enough. It's not like I was, you know, the next Nobel Prize winner. But I got good grades. I did just fine. I don't have to study very much. Like, that's the way that my brain works. And now that I'm saying that out loud, that sounds very douchey. I don't mean it like that. Um, no, it's, it's some people, certain things come easily. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. But I love this because... We often believe that the thing that comes easy, we should be doing. And that's not always true. And what I'm hearing, you know, you're very self-aware, whether you realized it early on or not, what I'm hearing you recognize is, yeah, I'm doing this thing. It was coming easily, but I wasn't actually lit up. 
I wasn't excited. I wasn't feeling alive. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, that's cool. And I would have moments where it's like, oh, this is really neat. Or I would have a really good day, but I, they weren't frequent. And then you add on top of that, the price of going to school that I was like, nope, my depression was arguably the worst that it's ever been. And it was a scary time for me and my family because that was, you know, the first time that I was away from them. So even though I had, you know, half of them being like, go away to college and the other half of them being like, come back home. I ultimately chose to come back home. Oh, you did. When did you come back home? After one semester. So, because I was like, I'm not spending any more money to be this unsure. Like, I don't feel okay about that. If I'm going to spend money and this much effort and time, it's got to be, you know, a good hand or I've got to be dealt that. a good hand. And I, I, I didn't, I didn't feel that. And um, so I ended up going back home. And so my mom and my dad live about 45 minutes apart. And I didn't want to live with my mom because we had um, – lived together our whole lives and I have a little sister and I think that the fear was I wouldn't be and I I don't know I'm putting a lot of thoughts into like I'm backfilling like if I was my mom at that point in time if I let you come back to my house now you're gonna think that this is comfortable yeah and that you can do this anytime like I can totally understand that mentality And I don't think it's wrong even. I think that that is something when you feel like you constantly have a plan B that you can bail and pull, you know, people could abuse that. Again, whether my parents realized it or not, they were very adamant about making sure that I knew I was supported and loved and cared about, but I wasn't going to be saved Mm -hmm. by them. Like I was accountable Mm -hmm. for my own actions. And so what- what happened was I talked to my dad and I was like, can I live with you guys? So it was a cool opportunity for me to be able to live with my dad, which I had done for summers and Christmases, but not for, it was like one and a half years I lived there and school was still really hard. So um, you were, were you going to school living at your dad's house and still at I school? was going to community college. Sorry. I don't know if I said so, that. So you didn't quit school altogether. You just left University of Minnesota, and then you transferred to a community college. Got it. Oh, yeah, which was like the ultimate shame. I remember yeah. when I went back to my high school, one of my good friends, she used to work there, and I was visiting her, and I saw my AP chemistry teacher, who's a great guy and a really good teacher, and he asked me, you know, where I was going to school, and I was like, oh, well, I'm at, you know, so-and-so community college. And he was like, why? You were way smarter than that. Uh-huh. And I Damn. Now, I'm like the audacity. But also, you know, he's he knew me as a smart kid who should be pursuing. Like the world is your oyster. I, under, I understand that mentality too. Yep, I um, get it. But, but that's I think- those voices again outside us. Where you have to try it on. I got, yeah. like, I can tell where he's coming from. He's not wrong. But also, I'm like, hmm, I know what I need. Like, I know yes. what's going to check all the boxes, and it's not spending, you know, doing that. It's doing what I'm currently doing. Mm-hmm. So then after that, I went to Northern Illinois University and moved in off campus there. 
I started working 12 hours a week at an urgent care doing like patient reception, which was a lot of fun and sometimes very gross. Um, oh, I was still going to school during all of this. Oh, when I was in community college, I worked at a sporting goods store that sold guns. I don't know. I was just trying to make some money and keep myself busy because as soon as I stop moving, it's really hard to get me to start moving again. Yeah. And so I'm in school for chemistry. It's fine. I'm not bad at it. It's still just like, okay, you know, this isn't feeding me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not lit up. Yeah. You know, I don't want to come off the wrong way because I'm so grateful for that education and for that opportunity to be able to force myself to do it anyway. Knowing Mm -hmm. that you have that grit is like a cool thing to have in your back pocket. That's like, uh, if, if it's important to me, I'll follow through even if I don't, you know, if I'm not truly sold. So it overall was a very good experience for me in that regard. And it's more about the life skill. It's more about the life skill and it's less about the class and the grade. Yeah. About building that grit. It builds character kind of a thing. And Um, trust in yourself. Like you build trust in yourself. Like when I listen to myself and do what's best for me, even though I've got the professors and the friends and everyone else out there saying something else, when I listen to myself, I point myself in the right direction. I take myself where I really want to go. Yeah. And even if I don't know where I'm going. Mm Mm-hmm. That, wait, I want to pause right there. Yeah. Because we actually never know where we're going. We think we know where we're going, but we can't, like, did you have any idea when you started doing these doodles, you woke up that morning that you were going here? Like, you you can't know that. So no, we're always every day stepping into the unknown. And the sooner we get comfortable with that, the better off we are because we think we know that's like our big control plan. Like we're going to control our whole lives. I hate that feeling. I hate feeling still because as soon as I have time to start measuring myself up to other people, I'm like, I have been still for too long because I'm not measuring against me anymore. Ah. Where other people are great as far as to know, like, okay, I'm, I'm progressing at a slower rate or at a, normal rate or whatever, or I'm like way ahead of the curve, whatever you might be. Like I count on my surroundings for that. But I definitely, when I start to get myself all worked up and anxious in my head about what people think and what people are doing and so on, like where I feel like it's a competition, that's where I'm like, nope, cut it off. You shouldn't be doing this anymore. Wow. Um, that's because, great advice. Yeah. It's, but that's a really hard thing to explain to somebody who doesn't like, doesn't know that feeling because some people are lucky to not, you know, wherever they, whatever they did um, after they moved out of their parents' houses, it worked for them. They, it was good enough. And so that's what I struggle with is, you know, forming a good enough justification to give to somebody else to go, no, this is what it is because I feel right to me, but I also, it's important that they see me as right or that, they get it like I wanted I don't know well we all want validation we all want to be validated and approved of. I want to be understood yes and I really don't like when I feel like I'm being misunderstood yes and I could have done something about it Mm -hmm. 
So that's also why I'm like a nervous talker. I backfill because I'm like, let me give you all of the details in order for you to understand, which is way too much almost all the time. And I recognize that, but I know entirely where it comes from. Yeah. You want to be under like, that was so beautiful. That's a little, like if I were Oprah, I'd go tweetable. Like, (laughs) um, I want to be understood. We all want to be seen. We all want to be understood and we all just want to be loved. So my boyfriend, who is easily one of the most amazing people that I know on this planet, when he and I started dating, I realized that our, like not arguments, but debates, like we're just people who like to talk and argue two different sides of whatever's going on in the news because we're obviously not very fun at parties. Um, (laughs) But he would always attack problems a certain way and I would attack problems a certain way. And I like was able to boil it down to, I want to be understood when I'm explaining something, I'm coming from a place of, I want to be heard and understood and listened to. And where he's coming from is always a, all right, that makes sense. How can I help? Mm -hmm. And if he's not helping, that's when he gets antsy. If I'm not understood or if I feel misunderstood or that people don't care to understand, Mm -hmm. that's when I get antsy. And I think, you know, I've spent an immense amount of time with this person. So if people can find, you know, that piece of themselves, like, what are you looking for? I'm going to use that word. What makes you feel useful? I'm going to use that word again, the essence, like the essence quality, like what is it, the essence of what I'm most wanting right now is to be understood or the essence I'm of what your boyfriend is wanting is to be useful or supportive or, you know, so we all have like a, a way in which we like to experience life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're all just trying to like get our needs met. My need to be understood and love my need to be purposeful and helpful, whatever it is. Like we all have our own, it's like our thumbprint. We all have our own mm-hmm. unique needs And so again, this, like you guys sound like you have a lot of self-awareness around who you are in the world, what your needs are and how to get those needs met. Yeah. Going back to, so tying into that self-awareness piece and going back to something you said earlier about the humor in my drawings, I'll use him as an example. So his name's Andrew. This man has the ability to come off as very arrogant in the same way that I know, like, I've got a really mean resting face. I'm, like, really loud and aggressive. I have the ability to come off very aggressive and intimidating. And so between the two of us, we'll poke fun at one another where I'm like, you're being kind of an arrogant asshole. Can you please calm down? And he knows where I'm coming from when I'm saying that. Because when he's like, you look very unhappy, can you explain it? It's like, oh, no, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally doing that and I don't realize that I'm doing that. Yeah, we don't. And being able to poke fun in a way that's very like open palm instead of like accusatory and like pointy in your face where it's like, no, I'm just joshing with you. Like, it's fine. I'm not running in the other direction. Open palm. I, I like that. I like that image. Oh, that's one of my favorite analogies in the whole world because so I live in Florida now. Have you been to Disney World or any of the Disney facilities? I have. So anytime you're interacting with a Disney staff member, if you go, oh, hey, where's the bathroom? 
they're supposed to point or gesticulate with their hand fully open or with at least two fingers or three fingers or some, I don't know, some amount of fingers open, but it's supposed to stay open palmed. And that is just basic psychology where it's like you approach a, an animal that's smaller than you, you're going to make yourself smaller because it's yes. like, I want to pet the cat or the dog that's in front of me because now I'm on its level. And when you're open palm, you're not saying, hey, I'm here to fight. And I think humor can function as that when we use it very articulately yeah, as a way to go, nope, I see you and you're fine, but you're not perfect but I see you and, you know, we're communicating. And I'm open to you and I'm open to me. And yeah, like we're every, everyone's okay. And so I use that open palm analogy a lot for stuff because again, people not knowing how to deal with their bad emotions, their instinct is to make a fist or to get accusatory, get in someone's face and, you know, wagging a finger at them. And, you know, I teach that you're either in one of two places, you're either open or you're closed right? So it's open palm or closed palm. And when you're open, you're available to all sorts of yummy things. You're open to connection with others, collaboration, love, empathy. Every, you know, you can but take- you're also sending a message to the other person you're talking to to yes. let them know, like after, you know, I have a cat, after I get down on his level and he walks over to me because I've communicated him, to him with an open palm to go, I'm not going to hurt you. Yep. Um, I'm open. And again, like humor used- very specifically can do that yeah. where it's mood lightening without belittling yeah. and that's hard to do that's it's so really hard, hard to do, do. yeah it's a I talent. cross the line all the time and discovering that line is important to me that's something I put a lot of time into just organically yeah so you're still listening so it's highly likely that you're really into this podcast and it's even likelier that you're a curious person who wants to dig deeper. I am really excited to announce the launch of my online membership meditation community for young people. Each week we gather live online. Yes, I said live and we practice together. Each 30 minute call begins with a short meditation, which is followed by some live coaching from me. And we end with some Q and a look, we all spend so much time online disconnecting from each other. This is the opportunity to spend some time connecting together, building our self-awareness, becoming more conscious, and simply feeling better. Don't miss out. To register now for your free trial, head over to annemarietereso.me or text MEDITATE to 474747, and I'll be on the lookout for you. Welcome back to university. You're listening to my conversation with Fran Roth, creator of the hit Instagram account, How Do You Adult? We've been chatting about Fran's college experience and her loving relationship with her boyfriend. Let's get back to the conversation as Fran shares with us what it's like to graduate and go into the workforce. So I want to go back to your trajectory. So you stayed home, you worked, you went to Northern for a while, you yep. worked some so, odd jobs, and then you graduated. Yep. And, and you graduated so with I, a degree. A bachelor's in, in chemistry. Between my junior and senior years, I had interned at a company. And senior year, I came back, worked at a um, 
whiskey distillery because it was a craft distillery. I was like, I need something totally different than corporate America. I want something so different. And this place was because it was a um, distillery, but that had been a farm first and it still is. But so they grew everything that went into their bottles, very different than, you know, heavy regulated scientific community full of PhDs, um, cubicles, that kind of stuff, which is what I had spent my summer doing. So after graduating in 2016, the company that I interned for, I went to go work for them. So I moved and I've been working for about three years now. And it's been a really great opportunity for me to figure out what matters to to me like what what runs me mm-hmm. but also the professional experience like there's like little pieces of appropriate things to say in an email or um <laughs> yeah you know things that you do and do not say to your coworkers. I mean, those are important social constructs, you know, they're in place for a reason. And I think that that's where I've learned the most because, you know, none of my parents like came from that type of workplace. So it's not something that I saw, obviously as a child, it's not like I was in that type of workplace. So to be in it, it's like, Ooh, this is different. I have to learn. Yeah. And you Um, said, you said this curve, this transition time in your life to adulting from college to you know, transitioning into your adult life was harder than you thought. Say more about that. Like what was, what were the hardest pieces? Yeah. Again, I'll get a little dark, but I like that question, by the way. I think for me, I was told, oh, you should do this. You should do this. You should do this. And I did. They were easy enough to do that. It's not like I had anything else going on when I'm in, like in elementary school, you tell me to try out for a volleyball team. Sure. What else do I have going on? And then you get to middle school and you should be in a play. Okay. Do that. And you should take honors classes. Okay, sure. So I had done that, you know, all the way up and through college where the suggestions just proliferated. Mm -hmm. Um, And this happens to everyone. I didn't have to try that hard. And then suddenly I'm in the workplace navigating a political structure that doesn't make sense to me because I've never experienced it. And it's complex and has weird subtleties and stuff the way office culture just is. And then different office cultures are very different to one another. Mm-hmm. So not only, you know, there was, there was that black box, but then it was, holy crap, I don't know how to do this. Like all these people around me are smarter. So this insane imposter syndrome, which to some extent was deserved because it was like, yeah, I'm surrounded by people that are brilliant and who have entire lifetimes in front of them of really important stuff. And like, that's something I can take advantage of, but that's not what I saw right away. It was, oh my God, they're going to think I'm stupid if I ask the wrong question and I should just sit here and- Imposter syndrome's scary. It's it's terrifying. And on top of it, okay, so I'm just supposed to do this every day until I'm 65. (laughs) So there, for me, everything else in my life had had this end point. Oh, school year is separated in a semesters. And okay, glad that class is over. I never have to think about it again. Glad that's done. Okay. 
I mean, we function in leases once we're living on our own, where it's, this is not a permanent thing. If I want to change stuff, I can. Things are functionalized that way. And it's clear. So it was all three of those things kind of coming together where it was like, I have no fucking idea what I'm supposed to be doing. And I don't know how anyone knows what they're supposed to be doing. And I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this. And I also don't really even know what questions to ask. And I'm tired. Like yes. I'm now I've worked myself up to a point of exhaustion where I'm not even going to try. Yeah. Um, and it's just this weird slippery slope that I think is so common for people, you know, my age, older than me, and then, you know, new people coming into the workforce. It's this weird, I mean, honestly, it's a culture shock where you go from having a certain set of rules, standards, guidelines, feedback, routines, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you liked them or not, you knew them. That's Mm -hmm. all. I mean, that's all you knew. And now it's something completely else. And what about the parts of like moving out? managing an apartment and paying bills. Oh, right. Yeah. So everything I'm saying is all very much like mental heavy lifting. So then on top of that, you're going to tell me, oh, I should, you know, go to the gym after work. I should also make friends. I should also date. I should also make sure that I make myself look presentable in the morning. So let me get up an hour early to iron my shirt and make sure that my hair is done and my makeup looks correct. And then let me make sure that I study everything before I'm going into meetings so I don't look stupid in my meetings. Pay my bills, do my laundry, get my food. Take the garbage out before it smells bad. Remember to do my dishes so my roommate doesn't kill me. Things like that where it's like, I don't even know how to prioritize these things. Like it's, they're all just flying at me and I'm lucky if I can catch one, one in a while once in a while. Do you think that it's ironic that school doesn't really prepare us for life? Or did you feel prepared for life? I don't think that's school's job. I think that the pitcher is going to pitch however he or she wants to. As the catcher, you're supposed to catch. And right now, the, that second piece of life, that 25 to 65, is not doing a very good job at catching the things that were supposed to be good coming from the pitcher. Well, That's why, where I'm like, there needs... Good at it? Wait, say that one more time. Why are you supposed to be good at it? I mean, so we're like, take me for an example she's a smart girl. She got A's uh, right, and right, right. and whatever. And we're throwing you into the system. And why are you drowning? What's yeah. wrong with you? That to me, there's infinity issues with like education systems that I could rant on and on and on about. But to answer the question of, is it ironic that school doesn't prepare us for life? I think it's ironic. The fact that we've all come from school, we still don't expect people like we don't we don't anticipate their needing to be a change in the way that we handle things that's where I'm like what the like are you listening to what's coming out of this like school needs to change for reasons but it's not I don't think that's their job I think it's the workplace's job to go okay this is our blank canvas this is what we work with let's build it 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be a fully finished unit by the time you're 18. Well, what and I heard you say is unfair. Yeah. What I heard you say earlier is one of the things you're learning is you're just constantly figuring out who you are every day. We're waking up to figure out who we are. And that's, you know, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And that it matters to me, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's complex. (laughs) It is complex. So what um, one piece of advice would you give someone who's about to graduate? Do whatever the fuck you want to go do. (laughs) It doesn't matter how I feel about a situation when I have a friend come to me and go, hey, you know, this is what's going on. What do you think? It doesn't really matter if I'm like, well, I wouldn't put up with that or "Mm, that's a really awesome opportunity. If what I'm getting from them is something different, I go off of entirely how someone else is reacting where I'm like, oh, are you happy? Yes. Okay. Explain to me the things that make you happy in this. Yes. I'm buying it. Okay. That makes sense. Those are logical things to be made happy by. Like I'm on board. How do we get more of this? Or I mean, that's like a super, if it makes you happy, do it. Like, well, what I'm here, what I'm hearing you say makes you happy, do it. It doesn't matter if it's makes me happy. It only matters if it makes you happy. Look at what's on my, you can't, it's, I have a little thing. Yeah, exactly. What makes you happy. Do more, do more of what makes you happy. That's on my bulletin board. It's a little graphic. And don't lie to yourself about what does. And if you find out that something that did make you happy, doesn't make you happy. Like, that's fine. Like, you now know that. That's important. Like, that's just as valuable as knowing, hey, I do like this thing and I do want to do this thing. Yeah, like, it's totally it's, I mean, so yeah, like, I don't, I should have a better answer to that question of what no. advice would you give to a younger you? And it would be, dude, just, like, do your best. I don't know. Get up and show up as frequently as you can and when you can't figure out a way to communicate to the people around you, why? Whether it's with words, writing, singing, sculpting, helping, building, whatever, whatever you need to do, figure out what that is and pursue that forever. I love that. And then the figuring out can be fun. It doesn't have to be a struggle. The figuring out can actually be fun if you let it. Yeah. Back to the trying on analogy. I love that one so much because, and like, that's one that I use. It's like when I go, say, I go with some friends into Goodwill and I find, oh my God, there's so many old like wedding dresses here. We're all trying them on. It doesn't mean that I'm going to take that home with me and like that's my forever outfit. It's fun to be that in that moment and to experience that. And then, okay, I'm done with that now and put it back. Yeah. And like, that's the play in it where you can take pit stops like that, even if you're there for a mission or whatever, it doesn't have to be all work and no play. Yeah. Play more. I love this idea that we need to play more because we play so little these days. Yeah. All right. So a couple of questions before we wrap up, this has been sure. really fun and we can go on forever. I am. I think so. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're going, we can go forever. This is going to be a two or a three part series. Um, so do you consider yourself successful? I don't know what that means. Well, the, the, the next question is, what is success? I consider myself extremely 
fortunate and grateful for the things that I have around me. And that to me should be good enough to be successful, Mm -hmm. but that word is so multifaceted. I don't. One of the questions we ask everyone who uh, we interview is how do you define success? Getting what you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you define happiness? I mean, being well, the, the freedom to figure out what you want. Mm-hmm. If we're going to go with simple definitions, those would probably be it. Freedom. That's the key word there. Yeah. Being allowed to like happiness to me isn't an emotion. It's more of like a state, like how you would describe like a, a longer period of time. And are um, you happy right now? Um, generally speaking. Yeah. It's crazy because this year has been not the easiest year for me and the people around me, but I feel like the most equipped I've ever felt to keep going. Mm. And there's something that like, I don't know, that makes me so stoked for myself and excited for myself to feel that. And so, yeah, I would definitely say that I'm happy. That's awesome. And that's like crazy to me because I don't think I would have said that a year ago. Why not? I've spent a lot of time this year working on finding out what me wants to do. Mm. Um, I made that a priority. I don't have kids. I don't have a mortgage. You know, I'm in a relationship with someone who can keep up as far as when I'm, you know, asking rapid fire questions on, you know, whatever's on the news, whatever. Like I have someone that matches my same level of intensity basically, but I'm not tied to anything. And honestly, like if not now, like then when, Mm -hmm. because if I do it any other time, I feel like there's going to be even more opportunity cost then. Like here the opportunity cost might end up being monetary with the potential for a lot of like personal gain Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't want it to go the other way like that to me is I would prefer that as long as you have enough money I don't know then you're good enough well everyone has a different like money measurement measure right and it's just got to be like again this thing that you keep saying is like what is it for me what's right for me we can be in this pursuit of money. And when we're in the pursuit of that, we're missing everything along the way. We're not actually happy. We get the money and then we're forgetting all along the way we're miserable. It's a dog chasing its tail. You're never going to get there. It, you're never going to get, cause as soon as you, okay, yes, I have the newest thing. Then I want the next newest thing. Yeah. Like you're constantly chasing that high. And I, that's the competition that I'm talking about. I don't think that there's value for me, maybe for other people, but for me, I don't feel value in doing that yeah. because I feel myself just like wasting my emotional currency. <laughs> I love emotional currency. It's a great expression. All right. Last question. Okay. I think. Okay. <laughs> uh, what do you imagine for how do you adult? Like what, what's your big vision for that? If, if you even have one. Um, I, I don't know about how do you adult, but I'm excited for whatever 
opportunities this brings me to continue to be able to make sense out of the universe around me. Mm. That's what I want to do is continue to, whether, you know, it's in the same platform or otherwise, like this project has helped me establish that, nope, I always need to be refining and refining and refining. Um, And I'm good at it and I like it. So that's my abstract answer to what I see. Yeah. Did you have any idea what it would become when you started it? No. How would somebody even know that? It's not like I'm drawing these lifelike, you know, realistic looking, gorgeous oil paintings. It's doodles about me complaining about my first world problem. (laughs) And I'm like, oh okay, that's neat. Someone thought it was funny. Um, and the fact that it is what it is now is, um, not someone like 6,000 someone's 8,000 someone's on, on a lot of your posts. Like there's a lot of someone's. Well, right. And even better is it's people from all over and people of all different ages all. And that's what I, you know, going back to what I said about feelings earlier, where I can go, you know, Hey, we are making this connection on this, not because, of the way that we're dressed or the neighborhood that we live in or whatever, but I'm finding a different way to relate to you in a way that matters. It's really it, authentic. It matters to me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the coolest thing. Like earlier this year I was in um, Montenegro and I posted a snap story on how do you adult about what I was doing and I don't remember if I had the Montenegrin flag or like a beer. I think it was a specific beer that had a brand on it. And someone responds to me in some Balkans language, I want to say Croatian, asking me if I was in Croatia. And I'm like, this is so wild. Like, this is a crazy thing. Like, I'm literally on the other side of the planet and there is a person who connected with me over here. Yeah. Like one, let alone, and there, I mean, there were a handful of those responses. It was wild. You've created so many connections with so many people and opened so many people up to their feelings and emotions and vulnerability through your own vulnerability. And so I just want to like bow to you. Thank you. you. Appreciate you um, letting you express yourself and your talents and your gifts, sharing it with the world. And when you share vulnerably and honestly and openly and authentically with an open hand, you get to give and receive in the most beautiful ways. And your, your Instagram is an incredibly beautiful demonstration of giving and receiving in abundance. I like that. And I would agree. Yeah. So thank you for showing up as your full, Mm -hmm. big, bad, beautiful self. I do what I can. I can (laughs) make changes, but I can't change. (sighs) So people can find you at How Do You Adult? Anywhere else? Anything else you want to say about? Facebook and Instagram. Follow me. Send me a DM. I usually respond. Yeah. I have that experience. That's (laughs) how we're here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much.
that was Fran Roth. You can soak up all her goodness at the Instagram handle, How Do You Adult, on Instagram and Facebook. Really big, giant dose of gratitude for Fran and her honesty, her wisdom, her playfulness, her creativity, her curiosity, and for being with me. Thank you so much, Fran. All right, now I've got a little homework for you. We talked a little bit about feeling your feelings. Now, most of us think our feelings are happening in our head. We think about our feelings rather than actually feel the feelings occurring in the body where they begin. This week, I'd like to give you a little homework to help you begin to build some awareness around actually feeling your feelings. And guess where your feelings start? They start in the body. So we need to get more familiar with the sensations in and on the body. And that's what we're going to practice today. Remember, self-awareness is the key. And with these practices, we're simply building our awareness muscle. So I want you to take a moment. Close your eyes if you're feeling comfortable with that or in your place where you're comfortable with that. And think of a situation or an experience or something that brings you down. Really begin to imagine it. Maybe it makes you feel sad or angry or scared. Bring it to life in your head. Imagine the pictures and the people that are around you and with you perhaps. Really bring that situation to life in your head. Imagine it and pause as the picture of that experience comes alive in your mind's eye. Now, notice what's occurring in your body or on your body. What sensations are you feeling? And where are you noticing them? Perhaps you feel a constriction or a tightness. Maybe there's a pulling down or a pushing. Just notice what's occurring and bookmark those sensations. That's actually a sensation, something that you're feeling or experiencing in or on the body, rather than a feeling about how you're feeling or a thought about how you're feeling. Now you can open your eyes if they were closed and take a deep inhale, filling your belly like a big balloon. And exhale all that out. Shake it off. And take another deep breath. Close your eyes if you're comfortable with that. And this time put a smile on your face and bring to mind an experience or a situation that brings you joy. Once again, imagine it clearly in your head and simply breathe as you feel that experience. Imagine all the players or other people, whatever's going on in that situation in your head that brings you joy. Now, notice what's occurring in your body. What sensations are you feeling and where are you noticing them? How is your breath moving? How does the body feel? Just notice what's occurring and bookmark those sensations. Now, you might notice the difference between the two. This is simply a great exercise to begin to get acquainted with your body and how your emotions feel in your body so you can begin to recognize them and maybe even start to pay attention to them, but one step at a time. First, we must learn to be aware 
We're always starting with self-awareness. This week, as you're going about your week, start to notice when you're having experiences that bring you stress, anxiety, anger, fear. Notice how those sensations are feeling in your body, not your mind. And notice when you're having experiences that bring you joy, what's going on in your body then. And begin to notice the difference. All right, I hope you found this helpful, and I look forward to our next time together. The university's executive producer is Tyler Green of thestoryproducer.com. This podcast is also produced and edited by Katie Clarkson. The university team also includes Marcia Craig, Ashwath Narayanan from Culture Media, Adam Harris, and Kim Redding. The university is a production of Bring It Home, founded by Anne-Marie Chiresso. You can find out more at A-N-N-M-A-R-I-E-C-H-E-R-E-S-O dot me. Or follow us at Anne-Marie Chiresso on Instagram. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to this show on your favorite podcast app and write us a review. It really does help us have more of an impact in the world. Thanks so much for listening in, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Do whatever the fuck you want to go do.